BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hey guys, welcome to a special edition of Drinking and Podcasting. My co-host and best friend Jamie will be doing the drinking and I will be doing the podcasting. I've always said I'm never going to do a drinking yes. and podcasting again. Until the next time you drink and we podcast. And here we are. <laughs> it's very embarrassing, guys. I feel really stupid when I like listen back to the drinking and podcasting episodes because I'm like, I'm so annoying but you're when not. I'm drunk. No, I, you no, sound I, completely normal. Ugh, you just I hate everyone, my voice when I'm drinking. Everyone thinks that about themselves. Everyone hates their own voice when they hear it on a voicemail or when you're listening no, to no, my no. voice. I disagree. Like normally I think I have a great voice, but when I'm drinking, I have an annoying voice. No. See, I just think my voice is annoying at all times. Your voice is beautiful and raspy and sexy. See, and what people tell me is like when you watch early episodes of Vanderpump Rules and you hear my voice, it was like a higher pitch and now it's more raspy. And people tell me it's because I'm going to get throat cancer. Well, that fuck those I'm people, like, first of all. That's rude. That's rude. Like, voices change. I'm going through puberty in my 30s. Okay, chill. <laughs> you have been smoking a lot, too. Well, yeah, which not anymore. So I do think that the last decade of smoking weed has probably not helped my vocal cords. However, when I did go to an ENT specialist, he said that it wasn't because of smoking and that it appears that I suffer from acid reflux at night. Mm. And that's why I have my bed at home that has the mattress that like can like sit up because he said I need to sleep elevated. And I did that for a while and I started taking Nexium every night and I took it really seriously. But then I was still smoking all the time and I didn't really notice a difference. And so I was just like, eh, whatever. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just a doctor. (laughs) And then I kind of gave up on it. But I might get back on it. I don't know. Anyways, that's why I think I have a raspy voice, but whatever. I also, I lose my voice on a regular basis. I think I just, I need vocal training, not because I'm trying to be a singer because we all know I can't sing, but because I think I just like don't know how to use my voice. And I even realize when I'm doing like cameo videos, mm-hmm. I'm yelling and I'm like, why am I yelling in this video? It's like, Hey guys. So I just want to wish you a happy birthday. And I'm like, I don't need to talk that loud. And so I notice whenever like other people are around when I have to like sneak out to do a cameo, I'm like, Hey Jenny, I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. But it's like the message still conveys. I don't need to yell. I just, I don't think I know how to use my voice properly. And I use my voice for a living, which is <laughs> terrible. I don't know. I love your voice. And I made the mistake in quarantine of watching old Vanderpump Rules because I, I never watched the early seasons. And yeah. I'm like, I'm laying in bed in quarantine with nothing else to watch. And I'm just like, oh, Hulu has all the old episodes. Let's see what <laughs> Sheena was like season one. And I remember hearing your voice and seeing you in season one. I'm like, wait a minute, because I didn't know you then, right? I didn't, I didn't know you until this. You had this beautiful, raspy voice. Like I didn't know anything else. Mm -hmm. And then I heard that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's really weird. It is. It's weird. It's weird to listen to season one, Sheena. But But then it freaks me out because I'm like, 
am I going to get throat cancer? Like I did see a doctor. He put the scope up my nose, down my throat. I mean, granted, this is now probably like five years ago, but it was when my voice was already getting raspy. And like, you know, I mean, obviously like I do sing for sport, not for a career, but I noticed that there were certain notes that I could hit eight years ago that now when I try to hit it, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't come out. And I'm like, wait, I lost some range in my voice. But I'm like, I honestly think that's just age, not to compare myself to Elton John by any means. <laughs> However, when Homeboy sings Tiny Dancer now live, he doesn't fully hit the high notes that he used to. But Steven Tyler does when he sings that dream on and, you know, that, that part, he still hits it. But not all people can hit the notes the older they get. So I'm just thinking that maybe with age and environment and excessive marijuana smoke over the last 10 years, that maybe that's where my raspy voice came from. Anyways, we're back. Shenanigans here from home. I felt like last week was obviously a very tough week for me. I know it was the most difficult podcast I've ever recorded. I thank all of you who listened to all of it. I just really wanted to get my story out my way. I didn't want to do an interview, have it manipulated, sound bites taken here and there. I just wanted to put everything out on my own platform, in my own voice. And since then, I just felt like this week, I'm back in quarantine by myself here in Palm Springs. And Jamie came out with me tonight and I was like, you know what, let's do a podcast from home because I'm not ready to get back in the studio just yet. That's my mom texting me. We just did a psychic reading with her. I'll get into that with you soon. <laughs> but I wasn't ready to get back into the studio yet. I'm kind of hibernating a little bit still. I did go out to Elefante when I was in LA this weekend because I just felt like I needed to get out of the house after being there for 24 hours. And She's a frequent diner. I, I am. Two days in a row. <laughs> so I went there both nights this weekend because it is one of my favorite places to eat, but I just felt like I needed to get out. I wanted to see the ocean. I just wanted to be back at the beach and that's my favorite place to go. But other than seeing Jamie, Jasmine, and what you'll see on my vlog next week, uh, Kristen and Alex stopped by and we went over to see Tom and Ariana. So I saw my very, very closest friends and that was kind of all I wanted to be around. I wasn't ready to go back into my podcast studio and interview a guest. I'm just, I'm not really there yet, but... I am still here to put out weekly content. I just felt like podcasting from home was a better idea for this week. And here's the cool thing. When Jamie drinks, she gets this like crazy, what is it? Is it a fifth sense, a sixth sense? Sixth sense. Whatever sense it is. Allegedly. <laughs> and she becomes psychic. But this is allegedly. Not, this is not just like, oh yeah, she's psychic. She no. Legitimately, y'all, about what was this now? Six, seven weeks ago. We're like mid-May. I think it was. It was before Memorial. I think it, it was, was the weekend pre -Memorial before Day. Memorial Day. Yeah. So we're like the weekend of like May 15th, 16th. And my best friend, Brett, who was on my podcast a few weeks ago, drinking and podcasting, where I was pretending I was drinking. I was not. I was just doing the podcasting. But that Brett, the three of us sat down. We literally built a fort in my living room. Oh, that was so cute. It was so cute. And Jamie has this incredible ability and gift that she's so afraid to use when she's sober. She blocks it out. Even like she'll meditate and she'll get messages, but she's like afraid because then she's like, well, what if they're not right? What if I'm seeing things and it's wrong or whatever? And she's afraid of these things. However, you guys, this night that we sat down in my living room, we lit a candle, we built a fort, we had a full on like seance and there were messages that came through from 
Brett and I's grandparents who had passed away, but also the craziest one was a guy who I consider he was a good friend, but we dated. But outside of dating, he was someone I was really close with. This is like a good friend of mine. And he killed himself in 2011. And it was something that for nine years, I've literally been angry and I have held on to this because I think suicide is the absolute most selfish thing someone can do you know be strong fight through it life is gonna get better like things are gonna get better and I wish so bad that this person just hung on a little longer to wait and see the light at the end of the tunnel that was so dark for him but unfortunately he didn't and every as you guys know I'm huge on psychics Every psychic reading I have had over the last nine years, he's never come through. No one's ever been able to connect with him. Even like um, when I did Tyler Henry Hollywood Medium, I had a little bottle of Jameson with me that day and I took a little sip of it because I was just, that was like our thing. And every year on his birthday in August and on the day he died in October, I take a shot of Jameson for him. And there's a cute little story about Brock that I'll tell you about him as well. But this person, I've never been able to fully forgive or move past his suicide because I'm just like, I was being selfish in it where I'm like, but you were so selfish. You didn't think about me. You didn't think about your family. You didn't think about what this is going to do to us. And for nine years, I've been holding on to this anger because I'm like, it fucked me up. There was one day I remember maybe about a year after he did it and I had one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had in my entire life. When I woke up the next morning, the whole next day, I was fucked up. It was not okay. I couldn't even like sleep in the same bed as my then boyfriend, Shay. I just like didn't want to be around him. I didn't want anyone to talk to me, touch me. It was just like I had the weirdest feeling. And in my dream... I wasn't even at my house. It was a different place I was at and someone knocked on the door and I answered the door and I can even still picture this and I don't even know where I was, but I can picture me. I answered the door and he wrapped his arms around me and hugged me and just said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. And there was just something that I was like, I, it, when I woke up the next day, it felt so real And what happened was he shot himself in the head at the top of Mulholland. And for years, anyone who lives in LA knows you either take the canyon or you take one of the freeways. There's not many ways to get over to the valley. And at the time I was auditioning a lot, a lot of my auditions were in Studio City, North Hollywood. And that was one of the ways I would have to drive. And for like two years... I couldn't drive over the canyon. It just, I didn't know where exactly on Mulholland he did it, but I just couldn't do that drive. And the first time I did that drive going over the canyon, a Rush song came on. It's this band from like back in the day. And there's this movie with Paul Rudd. Um, It's something, You're the Man, or uh, he something, The Man, like... It's with him and Jason Segel. Yeah, And yeah. they're like, they end up becoming best friends in it. I can't think right now. But and he's like, totes my goats. Yes. That's that, where that came yes, from. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I forget Slap the into name. Yeah. Yeah. So in that movie, they go to a Rush concert. And that was one of the movies him and I loved to watch. And I could never watch that movie again, like after he passed away. And the first time I just decided to suck it up and drive over the canyon, a freaking rush, that exact song came on my radio as I was driving over. And I knew that was a sign. And I had that sign and I had that dream. But still, for the last nine years, I was holding on to this anger. And about four years ago, it was September 2016 to be exact, I was at a music festival called Kaboo, which ironically is the same festival I met Brock at Mm -hmm. this year or last year. And that year I actually ran into Rob. Right. Crazy. So 
one of my friends, he is the lead singer of a band and they were performing at Kaboo that year. And we ended up like hanging out, going to see Aerosmith was headlining and Chainsmokers were headlining. And I was like, I'm not going to go see the Chainsmokers when I can see legends like Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. And he really wanted to go see Chainsmokers. I was like, Chainsmokers are going to be around forever. Aerosmith, this could be their last tour. We're going to see Aerosmith. Kind of like your bad move when you all left me when I was watching Dave Matthews and you're all like, let's go see, who was it? Black Eyed Peas. Oh, and it yeah. turns out I'm left by myself seeing the most amazing set of Dave Matthews. <laughs> in this like area where there's only photographers and it's best friends and us and you all decide to leave to go see Black Eyed Peas and it turns out it was Will I Am oh, with DJing. a laptop. Yes. And I'm like, you guys, okay. bad move. I was being typical Sheena people pleaser and I had two people who wanted to go there and one person who wanted to stay at Dave Matthews and I was like, what do I do? And I'm like, okay, if I don't take them, then we might not be able to get back in this area because the guy recognized me to get us in this area. So maybe I'll take them. And I was like, Jamie's fine. She's fine here by herself. She's in the (laughs) zone. She's in this moment. I'm like, I just want to hear crash. And I know crash isn't going to happen for a while. (laughs) So whatever. Anyways, we're at Aerosmith. It's great. So my friend who's a lead singer of the band ironically has the same name as the guy who passed away. And so this whole music festival, there were just a lot of similarities. They drank the same drink and just the same name. There were so many things that reminded me of him. And the next month, which was actually like three weeks later, was the five-year anniversary of his death. And my friend came with me. We went to the bar that he used to bar manage at in Hollywood. We did a shot of Jameson for him. And I thought that that was like, you know, it's been five years. I really thought that was the moment I was going to be able to let this go and like forgive him and move on. But I didn't. And that carried over each August and October. It was crazy because this past October... We were in Vegas for the Rise Festival, which I've gone to every year for the last three years. And it's the lantern releasing festival where you can write your intentions or prayers or thoughts or whatever you want on this lantern. You light it, you put it up into the air and there's like, what is it, like 50 or 100,000? I think it's like 90,000 or something that go into the air at the same time. Yeah, it's the most beautiful sight I've ever seen with my own eyes, like in person. Literally, it's mesmerizing. So it's just, it's a very spiritual, it's, it's a very, very cool experience. Hopefully they do it this year. It's in Vegas, but they also have them all over the world. If you guys have the opportunity to go to one, I highly recommend it. It's incredible. So this past year... We were at the Rise Festival. I had just met Brock a few weeks before, and I'm sure you heard the story of when he surprised me in Vegas because my friend forgot her favorite jacket she wanted to wear, and he forgot to send it with his friend to drive it to Vegas, so he ended up flying it out and whatever. So he comes out, and that night, I'm just trying to take care of everything for my friend, make sure her birthday is perfect, doing everything for everyone else, not even thinking about myself or the fact that it's October 4th and I want to take a shot of Jameson because I do that every year on October 4th. And at the end of the night, we get back to the hotel and Brock is like, and remind you, we've known each other for three weeks. Brock runs to the like um, gift shop, whatever, at the hotel I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just grabbing some water for the room. I'm like, oh my God, there's water in the room. Like, what are you doing? He comes back and he had a bottle of Jameson and it's like 3 a.m. So it's not even October 4th anymore. The whole day and night just went past me and I missed it. And he's like, you never took a shot for your friend. And that might've been the moment I like started to fall in love with him. Me too. (laughs) But, and I was just like, I remember looking at like Jamie and my friends in the elevator, like, don't cry, keep it together. You're fine. You're fine. Accept the love. And I was like, no, I can't. This guy's too good. Like I can't, like he remembered something that I just mentioned in passing. So sweet. And like remembered it. It was incredible. Anyways, back to how it's been nine years and I've still been angry and haven't let this go. That weekend in May, we're sitting here and Jamie has this incredibly cool process where 
she needs like a certain music or music videos or a certain question in order to channel her abilities. Let's let everybody know what kind of music I needed. So that <laughs> night it started out with some Britney Spears. I needed early 2000s Britney. <laughs> yes. So we had like, I'm a slave for you. We had like all these like music videos playing, but then I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, we're going to get in the zone. And I don't mean in the Britney zone. I mean, in like the psychic zone. So I'm like, turn off the music, light the candles. And she's like, I need Britney. I need Britney. So we put the music videos back on and she's like, ask me questions, ask me questions. And my friend Brett, God love him. But he's like, am I going to book an acting role? Am I ever going to be a writer? Am I? And she's like, you're so surface level, bro. Like deeper, deeper. And he's like, is my script ever going to get picked up? And she's like, oh my God, I can't with you. And I was like, okay, I got one for you. Let's try this. I have tried for nine years to connect to someone who came through once in a dream, but has never come through via psychic. And I was like, so let's see what you got. And I told her his name and she just started getting things immediately and said that he was spiraling and just saw this like circle, like he wasn't at peace. His soul wasn't at peace. And I was just thinking, not being cocky by any means, just thinking maybe I'm one of many people who hasn't been able to forgive him yet. What if I'm the only person who hasn't been able to forgive him yet? What if his family has already been able to, and he knows how important he was to me and how severely this affected me. And maybe that's one reason why his soul isn't at peace. And so we're going through different things she's telling me. And then she's like, what happened four years ago? you should have let it go four years ago. He's telling me. And I was like, oh my God, four years ago. That's when I met my friend who is the lead singer of the band. They have the same first name. We went to his bar. We did a shot for him. That was a five-year anniversary of his death. Oh my God, that's, that's when I thought I would have let it go. And there were just so many things that she was saying that were so spot on with him. The next day when I woke up, I have never felt an actual literal weight lifted off me in that sense. And I woke up the next day and I just felt lighter. And I am in a group chat with Jamie, one of our girlfriends, and Brett. Brett, who is in the house with us, our girlfriend who's in LA. And I wake up and I see like 12 messages in the group chat between her and our girlfriend. And she was like, they were fucking with me last night. They were trying to like validate the things I was saying. And then our friend was like, oh, that's so messed up. Why would they do that? I wake up, I see these messages and I'm like, Jamie, what are you talking about? That was the most real shit I've ever experienced. And then my girlfriend's like, uh, are you guys like not in the same house? Like, why are you texting each other? So I get out of bed, I go in the room and I'm like, bitch, what are you saying? And she's like, no, that was so rude. Like, why would you do that to me last night? Like making me think that what I was saying and seeing was real. I'm like, because it was, I'm like, you have no idea the weight I have felt literally lifted off me for the first time in nine years. And that was because she was able to connect to this person who no one else has ever been able to connect to. And it was incredible. And there were things that she said about Brett's grandma. That's why I, like, I started, okay, so guys, like, I think she mentioned to you that I have to be drunk <laughs> in mm -hmm. order for these things to come through because I block them out in everyday life and I'm very scared of it. And I don't know if it's real. I really don't. And I don't want to be that person to give someone false hope or say something that doesn't, that's not true. And like the fact that Sheena's saying like, she finally felt a weight lifted off of her. That's amazing. And I love that that happens for her, but it's also a very scary thing to think that something that you saw or maybe didn't see is what prompted that. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very scary. So I woke up the next morning and I'm like, how did I know Brett's grandma's name was Angela? How did, how did I know she had this like family apple cider donut recipe that, she, you know, how did I know his grandfather wanted to change his name and ended up changing his name when he was 18 years old. And like the thing with like Brock and the last name and the, like there was. Yeah. Ugh. So Jamie has to have like questions. Like she isn't just like getting messages. She needed us to ask questions. And so one of the questions at the time, not knowing I was either two days or five days from then about to get pregnant, I got pregnant sometime within that week. 
not knowing that, I just said, I'm like, I always want to know about kids. And she starts laughing. And Brett and I, like, I'm dead sober. Brett was not as sober. He was kind of fucking with her. And he was taking water shots while we were giving her tequila shots. So he's, he's pretty lucid. I'm fully sober. And she's just like laughing and Brett and I are looking at her like, what is this bitch laughing at? Like nothing's funny. And she's like, I'm seeing honeybees. Like, I don't know why I'm seeing honeybees. It's so weird. And I look at her and I'm like, shut up. I told you this last week. And she's like, what? And I'm like, Brock's mom's last name is Honey. And although Brock's last name is Davies, he had always said that the name Honey meant so much more to him than Davies. And we're like, well, maybe, you know, when we have kids one day, maybe we take the last name Honey instead of Davies. And this was something that we had just talked about that week. Didn't make any for sure decisions. But the fact that she saw a honeybee right when I asked about kids and had no idea. But you never told me that. No. So you, you thought maybe you told me that, but yeah, because I was like, like we didn't have I'm like, I told you this last week. Like I told my mom <laughs> and sister this last week. I had to have mentioned it to you. And you're like, mm-hmm. you did not say that. And I'm like, and so then I'm like texting my sister. I'm like, remember? And she was like, yeah, we just talked about that. And I'm like, see, Jamie, I'm not lying. I pull up his mom's Facebook. I'm like, look, her last name is Honey. I didn't believe, I thought they were all fucking with me. And I'm like, there's no way that like Honey has anything to do with anything. And like, they ended up sending me a screenshot of Brock's mom's Facebook page with yeah. her last name on it. I'm not on Facebook. Yeah, so don't try and find her on Facebook, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only on Instagram. But yeah, so there were just so many things that were so weird that like the next morning when I woke up and I, I felt, so, I was like embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God, these guys, like they fucked with me all night. Everything I said, they were validating, but like there's no way any of that was real. But it was. It's scary. It really was. And then even to top off, okay, so there's the honeybee as a name. But then there was a time a couple months before when Jamie was meditating for one of our friends who needed some answers or something. She's like, well, let me just try and, you know, it's noon. I'm not going to get drunk. Let me try and meditate and see if anything comes through. And we're in a group chat and I was like, I'm in a good place right now. I don't want to know anything. Like, I'm good. This is like beginning of quarantine or pre-quarantine, whenever it was, like, I just didn't feel like I needed answers to anything at the time. And she was like, okay, fine. Then I'm not going to say what I saw for you. And I'm like, well, that's like saying we need to talk, but I'm not going to tell you about what. I'm like, you can't just say that. Now I need to know what you saw. And she was like, I see a yellow nursery, like overlooking the ocean. I'm like, ha, jokes on you. I don't like yellow. So fast forward, you know, a few months later, we're in this honeybee state of cinnamon, apple cider, donuts, and his grandma's name and all of this crazy shit. And I was like, I want you to go in deeper. I'm like, you said you saw a yellow nursery. I'm like, what did you see? And she's like, Winnie the Pooh. And I'm like, fuck off. Okay, first of all, yeah, Winnie the Pooh always had a pot of honey. So that could also be the honeybees. But literally, my grandpa, my papa, he loved Winnie the Pooh. Like we said, he had like a Pooh Bear belly. He had a Pooh Bear collection. Like my mom has a Pooh Bear tattoo, which Jamie also didn't know after he passed Wait, away. Wait, I didn't know got. that until right now. Oh, well, I told you this when you were this. drunk. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so, God, really? Uh huh. My mom has a Winnie the Pooh. It's, I mean, it's not a tramp stamp, but it's kind of a tramp stamp. <laughs> but yeah, so she has that tattoo. Okay. And he's like holding a tulip because my grandpa and my grandma, my dad's mom, both passed away within a couple months of each other. So after they both passed away, my grandma, who's Dutch, loved tulips and my papa loved Winnie the Pooh. So my mom got Winnie the Pooh holding a tulip. Aww. That was her first tattoo she ever got. Okay. So now you now I know that no, but you're drinking again, so you might forget. It's Maybe okay. no, I'm not. I'm not quite at that level. Do you need that a refill? I, sure. Okay. <laughs> Maybe maybe by the end of this, I wish we could take calls, right? Like let's I know, do a reading right? for somebody. Let's see if this I works. I mean, we could. My mom's texting me up a storm right now. Well, Ooh, we just also, did. I just did one for your mom. It's eleven eleven. Eleven eleven. Oh, she's texting me, beat you, bitch. (laughs) I love it. It's like a fight every day of when, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. My mom, she just realized who the M name is or the E name. It's her. Oh yeah. No, crazy. Her friend, Emily, she goes, you don't need to call. Just read my text. So (gasps) 
earlier, as I'm getting Jamie ready for the drinking and podcasting, we were on the phone with my mom and she's like, I feel like there's a childhood friend who like a name with like an E who like you need to reach out to. She needs a friend right now. My mom's like, "Mm, I can't think of anyone. And then boom, she just texted me. She thought of who Jamie was talking about. Well, Um, can we talk about the sunflowers at the beginning of our little reading? Yes. 30 minutes ago. Or whenever that was. It was so, like... That was weird. There's just been so many things. So there's the honeybees, there's the Winnie the Pooh, and then also... Angela. First of all, how did I know Brett's grandmother's name was Angela? Yeah. I wouldn't have... Like, it just... Guys, like, it, it freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. And even to go further, like, I have a like relationship with Winnie the Pooh that's like been a thing my whole life but also Brock's daughter's name that was her nickname was Winnie and so it was like we both had a connection to Winnie the Pooh with kids and it was just it was so crazy this girl is gifted she's not available for booking so don't try and reach out in that sense but I'm trying to just get her to understand like you have a fucking gift literally like this ability is so incredible and I see a lot for your mom and a lot for Brock every time we do this, yeah. which is interesting. And it's crazy because Brock doesn't believe in he this doesn't. at all. And half of me is on his side with that because I'm so logical and scientific and like, I'm just like, no, like when, and we sat here earlier and you had a psychic reading by this talented girl. I don't know if you want to say who it was or not. She sat there and she like, they did a little bit over an hour of a psychic reading and I was sitting in the other room and I could hear everything. And I'm sitting there trying to like read Kristen's new book, yeah, (laughs) which is really interesting and amazing. But then like she would say things and it would like perk my ear up and I'm like, wait, what? And like, I would listen in. So like, I heard the majority of your reading earlier today, lots of it where I like, I connected where like, she was trying to find the words, like figure out what she was seeing. And I would hear the words in my head first and I would say them and then she would say it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, like we're kind of connecting on this. But then other times she would say things and I'd be like, whoa, what's this bitch's motive? Like, what is she trying to get? Like, I'm a skeptic at the same time as like also possibly having a sixth sense. But like, I also feel like we all have that intuition. We all have that like slight sixth sense. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that any of us should monetize that or capitalize on it, or maybe they should. I don't know. I never would just because I feel like, I don't know if it's real. I don't know if what I'm doing is real. It scares the fuck out of me. But there are so many things that Brett and I have validated that are so real. And even my mom right now, she's been racking her brain being like, wait. And she was like, oh my God, how do we not think about that? But it's like, I feel like sometimes when you're asking a question, then there's like so much pressure to validate it. And you're like, well, wait, I can't think, I can't think. And then you like get off the phone or you get out of that space or whatever. And you like sit and you think about it. And it was like, Oh my God. So before we get to the E name, which I want to hear about, but like prior to that, Sheena was on a call with her mom and she was just on speaker and I was a couple roses deep and I'm like, Hey, does your mom have any questions? And like her mom, I feel like her mom's like on the fence. Like she, she wants to believe and she believes, but she's also like a skeptic as well. Like she's kind of like me, like both sides of it. And, um, the first thing I saw for her mom was sunflowers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ask, ask her, like, what does sunflowers have to do with anything? And the first thing her mom said was like, nothing. I mean, I like them, but like, whatever, like no big deal. And then like minutes later she goes, oh wait. And then what did she say about the shirt or, or with Courtney? Oh, that she had just ordered a, like a button up type of shirt that was too tight on her arms. So she gave it to my sister as like a cute, like oversized, like baggy button up. And it had sunflowers on it. It had sunflowers on it. And before she said anything about a shirt or arms, I don't know if you saw this, but I pointed right here. Yeah. And uh-huh. I pointed to my arm to the sleeve. Yeah. And then like a second later, she, she said about the arms and too tight and giving it to yeah. Courtney. So like, yeah, there's those moments where you're like, okay, that's weird. I don't know how I knew that. But also like, I'm still skeptical about it, I guess. I don't know. I think just because you don't fully know how to interpret the messages you get. Like when you see a color, you don't necessarily know what that means. Are you seeing someone's aura? Are you seeing an item in their life that's important to them in that color? Does a color mean something? You know, like I think that you just need to figure out ways to work your abilities 
more I don't know if they have like psychic school but I don't, yeah <laughs> I don't know how they hone their things and like even like the girl today who was doing your reading she had to look up what pearls meant and like so she was saying like I see pearls and yeah she was trying to figure out what that meant and like immediately for me just I don't know I don't know if there's a book and like pearls mean x y or z but like to me I hear pearls and the thing that popped up in my head was wedding wedding dress marriage and she was the girl was trying to like figure out what it actually meant and the two of them went through a couple different scenarios of what it could be ultimately I think it did end up meaning Mm -hmm. either marriage or fertility I don't know what but like yeah it's like we see like these symbols yeah and who knows how to interpret yeah. You know, if she's, she's seeing pearls and she doesn't know what that means, you know, when I see pearls, I see one thing, someone else could see pearls and think it means something else. And yeah. like the last thing I ever want to do is give somebody advice or false hope or like lead somebody in the wrong direction yeah. just based on something I'm seeing. And I don't even know if it's real or not. I agree that yes, there's something there. Mm-hmm. I've had it since I was a child, but I also think like everybody has it. I think everyone has intuition, which is a form of that for sure. But you are able to connect on a deeper level and it's insane. And that's why tomorrow morning I got you a reading or a lesson, whatever you want to use (laughs) with Eden for, you know, and this is a different psychic than the one I was talking about last week. You guys, I just want to make that clear and I will post her information in my podcast description. I've posted about her before. I've talked about her before. Her name is Eden. I've also done her podcast, Talk Purpose and Truth. And she's a medium. She is incredible. The one that I was talking about on the last podcast, she is a tarot card reader who was the one that said like, I feel that there is a child here today. And that was the reason that prompted me to go get a test because I was like, wait a second, there's something too real about this right now. But this woman, Eden, I've had a few readings with now and she is incredible. The things she was saying today, you couldn't have known. Like my mom and I, for example, were talking about like, you know, if I ever get married again, I was saying how my Aunt D, who made my wedding dress filled with pearls, as you saw the cropped up wedding dress with pearls, Aunt D says that it's one wedding dress per person. She will never make a second wedding dress. She doesn't care if I find my soulmate and this is my happily ever after. She already spent, you know, 150 hours beating that thing. She's not going to make another. <laughs> so I was making a joke and I was like, well, yeah, if Brock and I ever get married, I guess I'll just have to call my friend Vera. And then my mom's like, oh my God, have you seen Vera Wang recently? Like, look at her Instagram. She looks so incredible. And we're like looking at Vera Wang's Instagram. I don't know Vera Wang. She is not my friend. I will probably have to pay full price for a dress as everyone else has to. I'm not Kim Kardashian. But we were just talking about this today. And as I'm talking to Eden in the middle of my reading as my papa, my grandpa, was coming through giving messages, she just said, she goes, Vera Wang? And I was like, shut up. Stop it. How? Like, And she was like, what? What? And I'm like, literally earlier today, I was talking to my mom about Vera Wang. And then later in the reading, she said something about goat cheese. And I was like, again, shut up. We were just talking about how Sir's talking about opening back up again. And I'm like, that's so crazy when bars and nightclubs are closing down, although nightclubs never even really fully opened up again in LA. But I'm like, that's crazy. That is like bars are closing down. Sir's opening. And I'm like, Sir's such a tourist attraction. I get it. Like the goat cheese balls are good, but they're not like that good. You need to open up your restaurant for it. And I made a joke. I mean, they are that good, but (laughs) I made this joke earlier and she said something about goat cheese that I need to cut that out of my diet. And I know when you're pregnant, you have to like cut out like soft cheeses, certain dairies and whatnot. And that was one of the things that for the last couple of months, I've specifically cut out goat cheese. And the other night when I already knew that it was a miscarriage, although I've still been treating my body fully as if I'm still pregnant, which I said it last week has just been like a mind fuck. There was a dinner that my mom and I were making and the recipe called for goat cheese. And my mom hates goat cheese, but I'm like, well, I guess I know technically it is okay for me to have it now. So I'll have a little. And I had a couple bites of it and I just felt guilty. And I know I'm not pregnant anymore. It was the day before I had the DNC procedure, but there was just something 
that I felt like I shouldn't be eating the goat cheese. And she was like, follow your intuition. You can't have that. And it was just so crazy that these two things I talked about on the phone with my mom today, she knew. I'm just so happy that I'm not the one to tell you to stop eating dairy because then you would have been like, Jamie's vegan. fake news vegan <laughs> friend. <laughs> yeah, but she did say that dairy is one thing that I should, you know, cut back on. I mean, I don't drink milk anymore. I either have almond or oat milk if I have any. Um, but I mean, I, I like my occasional string cheese. I like my enchiladas, obviously. But I said, I was like, I already cut goat cheese out of my diet. I cut feta cheese out. Like I was cutting back on dairy, which I mean, I still have. But she said that that was one thing she's like, not saying necessarily that cutting out dairy is going to sustain a pregnancy, but it's just one thing to consider. And I was like, that's just so crazy because I was literally already thinking about that and already cutting back. And now that you're saying that, it's just like, I don't know. It was nuts. It was interesting what she was saying because it's fully what I believe too, which is like when you eat dairy, she didn't use the word inflammation, but she, which is what dairy does because mm -hmm. we're not meant to eat it because um, we're not baby cows. Um, she, when she was talking about it, she said, you know, it can upset your joints and this and that. And I'm like, it causes inflammation. It has 400 million pus cells in it. Like I wanted to like, <laughs> I really wanted to like get, get in on her telling you not to eat dairy anymore, but I like restrained myself and yeah. I sat here and I'm like, you know what? Let somebody else tell her because the past few days for whatever reason, like I'm vegan and like I'll post annoying things on my stories. I don't, I don't put a lot on my regular Instagram, but I, I will really? do. You consider that not a lot? In my stories, yes. Oh, okay. Okay, so... so oh, you're meaning static posts. Yes, yes. My static posts are just, I don't know, 25% vegan. Yeah. The rest is like just dumb stuff. I mean, my followers are 77% What's male. your Instagram? Jamie Lynn 24? At Jamie Lynn 24. Um, it's all spelled weird. <laughs> <laughs> my followers, like I look at my numbers and it's like, it's mostly male. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, mine's mostly female. Which so is amazing. Like bitches. you have a, you have much more social currency than like I do or capitalism or whatever you want to call it. Like nobody cares about male. Like nobody cares. They're not the, the buyers. They don't shop for things. They're the perverts who are like sliding into your DMs. Okay. Yeah, so true. As much as I love my DMs from Dubai, I would love <laughs> some female followers. <laughs> but long story short, the, the past week I've been posting um, a lot of stuff about dairy and cheese and ditch dairy and how the dairy industry has been putting out this new campaign called Milk Your Moments. And like, so the vegan advocates are taking that hashtag over and like putting anti-dairy stories about, mm -hmm. you know, with the hashtag milk your moments. And so it was just an interesting timing that this psychic then told you, maybe you need to give, give up dairy. And I'm like, yeah. yes. And I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not becoming vegan. First of all, I eat vegetarian a lot, but I am not going to completely give up red meat and chicken protein in my diet, but I will make adjustments. And I was saying, I go, look, if someone tells me something for my health or for my future baby or anything, if I need to cut this out, I'll cut it out in a second. If you tell me I can never eat dairy again, okay, then I won't do it. But while she said, just start with goat cheese, I'm like, all right, well, I had already cut out the soft cheeses. I was making sure I was only eating pasteurized cheeses. That's not changing. I took the feta cheese off my avocado toast. Like I've been making steps and I'm going to continue to, because if that's what my spirits are telling me, and I also know science and doctors and my vegan best friend would probably tell me the same thing, <laughs> then, okay, I'm going to take that seriously. But, you know, I mean, I can't just let all the cheese in my fridge go to waste because I hate wasting food. So so have you seen what I posted recently about how cheese is addictive? It's No, because it, when I see those stories, I love you, but I tap through to see you or your daughter or something not not <laughs> vegan. <laughs> all right, guys, come to my stories. I'll educate you all. Yeah. We won't talk lots, about it here. Lots of information <laughs> on Jimmy Lynn24's Instagram. Very informational. And watch Cowspiracy and Dominion and and what the health? Oh, geez. Just <laughs> and memes. game changers. 
What, there was an, oh, you, no, it was what the hell you said earlier. I was like, there was another one you said too. Oh, Game Changers. Yes. That's when you made Brock watch. Oh, the by, the, by the way, so Brock earlier went to get his blood taken to. Oh, yeah, to do the PRP. So if you take out blood and then you inject it into certain areas, um, you're injecting these damaged areas with like platelet rich blood that Mm -hmm. is very healing. So he went and he got his blood and the doctor said, your blood is like too cloudy. And so he was on speaker with Sheena telling her like, Hey, I got my blood and I couldn't, couldn't use it. (laughs) I better start eating healthy again. And, and he then noted game changers, which is on Netflix, Mm -hmm. how they do an experiment with the three Miami dolphins and one has a bean burrito, one has a chicken burrito, and the other one has beef. And the two that had the meat, the chicken and the beef, they had their blood taken and it was super cloudy. And the bean burrito eater, it was super clean. And they showed yeah. they showed the blood to all three of them. And then the two that were the meat eaters were like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to stop eating meat before games and stuff because it's fucking up our blood and like our energy and everything. And like... That's what Brock was referring to when he said, oh, remember when in Game Changers, that's what happened. And mm. Yeah. Even just one meal with meat will will put all that animal fat and in your blood. he had like a cheeseburger last night. He had mussels. He had french fries. He had just a bunch <laughs> of shit. I was like, yeah, babe, I saw your Instagram story. I know what you ate last night. <laughs> and it was like dinner for one. And I'm like, you have enough food to feed like a small class. <laughs> yeah. The Game Changers on Netflix is really interesting because it's... I don't know if you watched it with him. And I was I like, didn't. he watched it without me. He watches everything without me. He was watching it basically to tell me how wrong I was yeah. about it. Cause before his rugby match in which unfortunately they lost, I said, Hey, you should watch game changers <laughs> and follow that diet before you all uh, go into your yeah, he match. Didn't he didn't listen. Um, but like they follow a lot of athletes and Olympians and basically like, you know, the world's strongest man and like, the oldest female Olympian and, and just a lot, like the longest distance runner, they're all vegan. And like, even like the UFC fighter who beat McGregor, I can't think of his name right now, but he only knew he was fighting McGregor like a week, a couple weeks before the match. And he's vegan. And McGregor was like making fun of him. Like I eat steaks every fucking day and oh. I'm a real man and, and watch what happens. And he ended up uh-huh. losing out. And he said, you know what? It was a battle of energy. And I uh-huh. lost out to him and I fucked myself over because I was eating steaks every day before the match. And so this, this particular documentary that happens to be on Netflix, it was produced by Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Cameron. Um, oh, it follows athletes. So that's why I thought Brock would be interested. It, it doesn't show the slaughterhouses. It doesn't show like the gruesome aspects of it that other documentaries yeah. do. It just shows like the facts. Like, well, it sounds interesting. You, you guys should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, well... Thank you guys for listening. Um, I know last week was probably a tough one to listen to. My vlog this week will finish where my podcast left off and fill you in on the rest of how everything went. And in the meantime, I'm just trying to embrace my good days. And when I'm happy, I'm happy. And when I'm sad, I let myself be sad. I am still trying to meditate as much as possible. That has been one of the things, actually the only thing really that I have turned to when I feel like I need some sort of release. I have not gone back to drinking and smoking and I don't take Xanax. I haven't done any of that. I've been just really good at staying strong. And when I'm having a freak out or a breakdown, I just try and do my breathing exercises, turn on my Calm app, put on a good meditation. Also, if y'all don't want to pay for the Calm app, YouTube has some really good meditations. And I've just been trying to do things all natural. And I think it's been good for me. But, you know, whenever there are real life hard things that you're going through, it is okay to feel your feelings. It takes more strength to be vulnerable and to let it out and to talk about how you're really feeling than it does to just say that everything's fucking sunshine and rainbows because you know what? It's not. And on that note, Jamie, remind everyone where they can follow you. First of all, yes, 100% to what you just said. I love you for all of your strength and your vulnerability. And yes, it 
takes so much more courage to tell somebody this hurts me Mm -hmm. or I'm in pain because like I told you earlier, that shows everybody that, you know what, you're secure with who you are and your feelings and you're, you're who you are and they either accept you or you don't. And it's sad for those people who think they have to bottle it in and not show emotion. Um, and you know, those people were told that, you know, that's, that's what being strong is not show emotion, but it's quite the opposite. And Mm -hmm. this emo girl is going to tell you that that's, that's one of the stronger things about being emo. It's like, you know what, we show our emotions and whoever's our friend is going to be our friend and they're going to be there for us. And they're Mm going to respect us for being real and honest and open. And I just want to let you know that as hard as your vlog was, was to watch earlier as you were editing it and, um, as hard as it's been to be with you on this journey and being so excited and on this roller coaster with you and my heart goes out to you and I love you. I love you too. And you've been so strong and you don't always have to be strong though. I know. And um, I think what you're doing is amazing because you're putting, you're putting your emotions and your story out there for everyone else. And there's so many people that have been through this. Yeah. And they can now feel comfortable maybe talking about it. And I love you for doing that for everybody. Oh, me too. Thank you. And that's why I do what I do because, I mean, the amount of women who have already reached out to me with their stories, it has been heartbreaking. Like how there are some women who have been through five miscarriages and after that had a stillborn. And I've just heard the most horrific, terrible, heartbreaking stories. It just, it is one of those things that reminds us that we are all human and we are all going through the same life experiences, no matter if you're on a television show or, you know, just as you would say, a regular person. I'm a regular person. We're all regular people. We're all just fucking people and we all go through the same shit. And I just happen to be on a scale that... I put it out there publicly for the world to view and judge and comment on and whatever, but it's because I want you guys to know that I empathize with you. I feel your pain. I am going through this still and I appreciate everyone who has reached out and shared their stories with me. And I'm just, I'm so, so, so sorry for anyone who has experienced this pain and it's something that no one should ever go through. But I am here to listen. I am answering as many of your messages as I can. I am still on my community app. If you all want to text me, it's 310-299-9324. I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to keep this number. But for now, I am reading all the messages. I'm trying to respond to as many of them as possible. Instagram was kind of hard to keep up on, so I've kind of taken it back to community. So send me a message on that number. And also I'm still doing um, one-on-one or weekly group huddles. If you guys want to join in on that, you can click the link on my Instagram profile and book one of those. We are donating money to Color of Change and it's going to a good cause. And I'm also just here to listen and answer y'all's questions And we will be back next week with some more shenanigans. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Sheena Shea. Shea FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get over here, boy. I'm gonna make you mad. Yeah. Do you want it?